Welcome to the Raising Sons podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm a parenting advisor, educational psychologist, licensed maternal mental health therapist, and mom. On this podcast, we'll cover everything you need to know about raising sons. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you to the Raising Sons Brunch on February 10th, 2024 at 10 a.m. in Houston, Texas. If you are in the area, come join us. Here's what one of our former or previous brunch attendees shared. The conversation was enlightening. It opened my eyes to aspects of my relationship with my son and his development that I hadn't thought about. Thank you for highlighting the importance of being intentional about one of our greatest natural resources, our boys. I'll be back again. Link to register for the brunch will be in the show notes. So look forward to seeing you there. Hey, hey, it's another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. And today we're talking about how to determine your son's learning preference. And I'm saying learning preference and not learning style because my professor in grad school said that learning styles don't exist. But that's a conversation for another day. So I'm going to be using the term learning preference. Knowing your son's learning preference helps with academic engagement. So consider this. Your son is sitting in a classroom all day that is in direct opposition to his learning preference. Most teachers teach using visual auditory learning preference. Okay, so I'm going to pause right there and go back. So let's talk about the different, the, the four primary learning preferences. The first one is visual. So that's using diagrams, charts, pictures. The second one is auditory, listening, discussion groups. And that's the one that you will see most times in the school setting or that I've seen in the school setting in the 20 plus years that I've been in and out of classrooms. That is the, the, the learning preference that I've seen most often. There's the read-write that's using lists, rewriting notes, writing notes. And then there's kinesthetic that's using all the senses learning by doing. So that's, you know, science lab, science experiments, things like that. So, okay, now that we have a good idea of what learning preferences are, let's go back. So your son is sitting in a classroom all day and maybe the teacher is teaching. She's just talking. Right. And so he has to sit and he has to take in that information. He has to listen. And so. That may not be his learning preference. So, of course, he may listen for the first 5, 10, 15 minutes. But then after that, he's disengaged, right? It's no longer holding his attention. He's He doesn't know what she's talking about because maybe he, you know, start dialing into something else. And then when he got got back on track, she was he was she was at a different place than where she started. And he stopped listening back then. So he doesn't know what she's talking about now. And so this is really easy because I can think about sitting in trainings or, you know, being in school or in a presentation and the person is is just talking. And again, they may keep my attention for five, 10, 15 minutes, 15 is kind of pushing it, maybe five or 10 minutes. And then after that, I'm I'm disengaged. So imagine that with your son who doesn't have the maturity necessarily all the time to just kind of push through. So. When I say push through, I mean to to try to stay focused, right? The majority of research says that boys tend to have the kinesthetic learning preference. So that means that they learn by doing. And so if your son learns by doing and the teacher's using the auditory learning preference, then he's going to be disengaged. And disengagement oftentimes leads to a 
behavior disruption, right? Because you're sitting in a classroom, she's talking, you don't know what she's saying, now you're bored. So you're doing things to to keep yourself entertained, right? So, and maybe, and, and it could not be anything that is truly disruptive, but it could be something like maybe you're talking to your neighbor or, you know, you're doodling or drawing and you should be paying attention. So things like that. So what can you do? What do you do if you're... Your son is disengaging in the learning environment because it's not speaking to his learning preference. Well, we know that we can't change how a teacher teaches, right? The best in the, in an ideal world, the teacher is using all of the different modes to teach. So she's, you know, she's having them take notes. She's using vi- uh, visual aids. She's talking and she's having them do some hands on. Uh, and that could be for some, but for a lot, it's usually, you know, whatever is the, maybe the preference for the teacher. So as a parent, you know, what's the first thing to do? So the first thing to do is start taking note of what your learn what your son's learning preference is. So just start paying attention to how he's taking in information, how he understands things. So even from an early age, you can kind of tell if your child is a visual learner. So you're trying to teach him something or maybe it's numbers or letters and um, he needs to see it. Right. So then, you know, like, OK, he's more visual or maybe it's just you talking to him and telling him and then he's giving it back to you and you're like, okay, well, he's auditory, primarily auditory, or maybe he's not getting it either of those ways. And so you have to use manipulatives or different things. And then, and then it clicks for him and you say, okay, that's it. Or maybe is he has to, you know, you tell him something and then he has to write it down and go back to those notes. So then, you know, it's kind of like that read, write kind of thing. So if you start paying attention Start paying attention and taking note of, you know, how he takes in information. That's one way. But there's also another way you can take a quiz and it'll be in the show notes. It's a it's not that long of a quiz and you can either read it to him or have him read it depending on his age. And that's another way you can determine what his learning preference is. You can even talk to his teacher about it, see what she's noticing maybe in the classroom setting. And so ask, you know, ask her maybe doing a parent teacher conference, also paying attention to your son and then explaining to him what the learning preferences are and then asking him too. So that's another way. So what do you do? You find out what his learning preference is, right? We can't control the school environment, but what we can do is when we are having him do homework, we can do the homework according to his learning preference. So if he is a a visual learner using visual aids to help with his homework, if he needs to feel, touch, move around to do, it's bringing those manipulatives into his homework. And then sometimes it requires us to reteach the lesson that the teacher taught. And so maybe she taught it auditorily. Like, so she just got up and she started talking and he didn't get it, right? So then at home, if his learning preference is kinesthetic, is taking that same lesson and using hands-on activities so that he can remember the information so that he can process and get the information in and then give it back to you. So what we want to do is first determine what our son's learning preference is. And that's using, of course, you know, you can just, you know, take notes observations of him. You can ask him by, you know, first telling him what the learning preferences are and then ask him how he learns best or how does he think he learns best or take in information. You can have a parent-teacher conference and get her input. And then you can also do the quiz. And so once you have that information, use that information as a resource to teach him or have him do his homework. If you're getting a tutor involved, using that information, that information down to the tutor as well. So they know and they have an idea. Okay. So I need to do more of this when I'm trying to explain, you know, different 
and new concepts and or I need to do this. And this is the best way that he obtains or gathers and processes information. And so I think once, you know, you find what your son's learning preference is, you'll see, you know, a change and maybe... Like I said, because we can't change the school environment, but you might see a difference in his engagement with the material, which is really, you know, you want you want that. And then you just have to help him to manage to get through the lesson when the teacher is teaching. And so maybe that he's not totally engaged with what she's saying because he's not able to process that information, but he's not causing a disruption. So, you know, maybe he's drawing or maybe have him take notes from what she's saying. Those kind of things can help. Maybe you can have him record what she's saying. So then you you can go back over information with him at home. I know that there are lots of different methods that are being taught now. And so sometimes parents like, I, I don't even know how to do this. I don't know how to do this work. So having that recording with him in the classroom can help, right? So that you then understand what she, what is that she's teaching, how it is that she's teaching so that you can in turn help him. So again, the whole goal of determining your son's learning preference is to keep him academically engaged. And I think that it does help when he's able to have a, a good understanding of the material. So even if, even if his learning preference is kinesthetic, and that's not how the teacher's teaching. But once he has that foundation, that concept of the information, then I think it also makes it easier for him to sit in class and he can then participate, right? Because he, he understands what she's saying. He just may not be as engaged while she's while she's talking or communicating that information. But once he has the foundation, because at home you've worked with him and you've, you know, kind of spoken to him in his language, then he, he grasps material and he can grasp the material and, he, and then he can participate in the class discussions or whatever else is going on in the classroom related to that concept. So until next time, I hope this has been helpful. Again, the link to the quiz will be in the show notes. And if you have any questions or you're like, this sounds great, but I don't know what to do. Be sure to, you know, drop us an email or um, you can even send us a text. And so all of that information will be in the show notes again. Until next time. Raising boys is an incredible journey, and sometimes we all need a bit of personalized guidance. If you're facing unique challenges or seeking tailored advice for your son's development or behavior, consider scheduling a one-on-one consultation today. Link to the consultation will be in the show notes. Remember, investing in your son's growth is an investment in his future. Let's navigate this adventure together. So this wraps up another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. Be sure to download, share, subscribe, do all the things. Remember, we have to start with the end in mind. Until next time.